Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there. Ever dream of making your own podcast? Let me tell you a little bit about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. First, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and today's guest is technically my boss. He is a (laughs) comedian, a writer, a character actress, and the host of Secure the Gag. Please welcome to the mic, the wonderful Nathan Pearson. Oh my God, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Uh, I am not your boss. You are on the Secure the Gag team. You are the delightful editor, and I'm so happy to have you. Oh my gosh, I love a utopian workplace. It's my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nathan, where are you coming from? Why do I feel like you're in a hotel? Oh, I'm in Atlanta. That's why it it looks a little bit nicer because it's a little more affordable here. Um, I'm in my parents' place in Atlanta. I have been here for a little bit. And yeah, that's why it, that's why it has crown molding. Ooh, yes, my, <laughs> all these walls behind me fake. Put them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the New York way. Trust and believe. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I I uh, had a I had a really good week. Uh, I feel I feel good. I feel productive. I feel uh, I, you know I'm r- really trying to. I, I feel like that's also like you know me. Kim Petras came out with a new song today. I think that's why. She did. She did. Um, maybe the longest Kim Petras song? It's like long. It like sounds like it sounds like art pop B-side, like dubstepy, weird, but I'm here for it. It sounds like the extended club remix. Like we turned it on at around midnight because my friend mm-hmm. also dropped his first single last night. And so we were like, oh, oh wow. also Kim Petras. So if you, you know, just want to put you together. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I think why I'm happy is because it, it's been a good week for music. Because Casey Musgraves, mm-hmm. Musgraves just dropped her first song. Um, uh, other people have songs. I, I like Solar Power, even though it has been doing poorly critically and on gay Twitter. But I'm a fan. I, you know, gay Twitter as a gauge of taste has to has to stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. They get a lot right, but they get a lot wrong. They get a lot wrong. Uh, the thing about Solar Power that I don't understand is when people say it sounds like Sheryl Crow, because as a Sheryl Crow fan, it doesn't. Mm. But they both well, do sing about the sun. So to the untrained ear, maybe. But yeah. um, you need to. Yeah, I'm glad that you're there correcting the people. <laughs> First and foremost, that's what this podcast is about. Um, defending Sheryl Crow. That's great. I don't, I honestly, I feel bad. I don't know lick about Cheryl Crow. I'm really sorry. It's okay. She, um, I'm sure she's That's fine. come, to, she sings come to my window, right? No, that's Melissa Etheridge. Oh God. <laughs> Is Cheryl Crow <laughs> beloved by lesbians too? For sure. And you've definitely heard Cheryl Crow in a CVS as well. Oh, okay. You know? Great. Yeah. Great. Uh, Nathan, what was like the music you were listening to when you were a youth Oh, yeah. So I was raised on Broadway, which is so nice of my parents to like, like they like they they love like Broadway musical theater. And it just so happened that I was queer. And I'm so thankful that it all like meant, you know, it all came together so easily i feel like i don't know what it would have been like if like there wasn't musical theater playing in the house and i was a little gay boy like i don't know how you find it yourself so that that's like what i grew up on it was like phantom was like the first musical that like i really got into and i would just like listen to phantom over and over and then it was like a lot of uh, west side story and south pacific and like all these like old musicals Uh, my grandma had a bunch of on vinyl, like a bunch of old musicals. And it's like, that's what I would listen to. And um, that, and then a lot of ABBA was like Mm. what I was going on with when I was younger. So Mamma Mia was like a big cross-section for you. So Mamma Mia wasn't a big cross-section for me until later as an adult, I appreciated Mamma Mia. But I I loved like ABBA. I was obsessed with A-teens. I don't know if you were familiar. Yes, yes. filler. Yeah, I loved A-teens. I loved S Club 7. Like all of that, like groups that like that was my dream like I just wanted to be in like a pop group with a bunch of other kids I remember I mean also being very into uh the boy band era of it all and my parents wouldn't take me to a concert and I remember being very upset Mm -hmm. and they were like when you're a grown-up you can go and now they just don't make those bands anymore so no I can't mom and dad I know well like yeah like One Direction was the last big boy band what am I going to do now? Well, that's, I mean, if you count like BTS, it's like, that's like a boy band, but it's like, it's like a different stratosphere of like what boy band means. Sure. It's a whole other planet. There are definitely 20 members of BTS. Oh my God. I, I wish. Um, I love BTS. Oh yeah. I Every time I see them perform, I'm like, that is insane. Like the, <laughs> the amount of precision is nuts. Well, the wild thing is, like, we think that there's a lot of members in BTS, but there are actual K-pop groups with, like, 50-plus members, and you're like, what the fuck? Do you hear the insane thunder that just happened outside my window? No, I didn't. I thought okay. BTS was outside your door. <laughs> and, I just, and they're here with me, every member of BTS. <laughs> so that's fun. So you grew up listening to musicals on vinyl. Do you remember the first time you saw a musical? 
Yeah, it was Phantom of the Opera. It was a touring show that happened in Atlanta and I got to see it and I was like so obsessed with it. I remember we would journal. I was in second grade. We would journal like in second grade and I remember I drew like terrible pictures of like the Phantom and his mask and I was just like so obsessed with that musical and I still am. Like I think, you know, it gives me chills and I just, I really love it. I love 80s music. I love synth pop and I feel like it just is it's just all of the beautiful camp uh and all that all that stuff combined oh I love it we I think the first musical I heard in my house was Fiddler on the Roof oh no and then you were like I hate musicals (laughs) and then I decided to devote my career to it no um which is funny because like my my mom is Jewish but like never once in my life have we done anything remotely Jewish um Uh but they saw a production of it at like a local high school and loved it and then i remember just like the album appearing in like the rotation of, <laughs> of songs um uh, but i didn't get into musicals until much later until the rent film i believe oh probably. really yeah with the fake well that's uh, a good one the fake cold breath um like, I, I mean love rent what, what what was what was this music that you grew up with I grew up with, so I grew up, like, my parents' music is, like, the 80s. They were very young when they had me. So I grew up with, um, anytime Michael Jackson was playing, it meant that we had to Mm -hmm. do chores. Uh, My mom would just, like, play it and be like, well, that's such a sad, well, I don't know, but that seems like (laughs) then you become a kid where, like, it's, like, this... Uh, like Pavlovian response to like when Michael Jackson starts playing, you're like, oh no, Um, (laughs) which is a response people have today. I was just ahead of the curve. You were ahead Uh, of the curve. (laughs) So a lot of that. So my mom loved like, she loved both Michael and Janet Jackson. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember she really liked Usher. Oh, wow. Um, And then my dad was kind of on the opposite end where he would be like alternative rock, Bruce Springsteen Mm -hmm. vibes. That's love rock. That's dads love rock it's like work in the garage music at all times mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. that <laughs> do you have any siblings i do i have two older siblings so i have a sister who is 10 years older than me and a brother who's two years older than me and uh yeah they live in georgia oh, okay so you were the mm-hmm. only one that was not in georgia until recently the only one not in georgia and the yeah the only gay one which is so sad like I, I feel like sometimes i encounter like these siblings and they're all queer and i'm like what a magical time but then i'm also like i do i want a gay brother i don't know i feel like i don't want anyone stealing my thunder and you know, and that is that is a personality trait of yours that you need to work on. <laughs> you need to share the weather. You need to share the weather. I know recently your sister got married, and she did. Um, was that okay with you, or did you need to have a moment? That was fine with me because I did get to wear my fun suit to the rehearsal dinner, and I wore the uh, ceremony approved suit to the wedding. What's uh, the fun suit? It was it was ASOS, so let's be real, it's not that fancy, but it was just like a nice blue, like long fitted suit jacket, very uh Harry Styles era gold. Okay, I love vibes. that. I when you said fun, I was expecting like, you know, like tassels. Yes. Studs, confetti kift cannons, you know, coming just, out of the shoulders. <laughs> just confetti, just right as we're practicing the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Just to say, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> no her wedding was great it was super fun um 
weddings are they're strange these days as uh we can and cannot go inside or outside every once in a while yeah i'm going to my first gay wedding um my friend stephanie and her fiance are getting married and i'm so excited because i've never been to one and i feel like that's not fair yeah i think this is a good it's a big moment i'm going to my first one in october and i'm also very excited for it Oh is God. it also spooky themed? <laughs> no, it is very autumnal themed. There was um, okay. there was sheets and sheets of information about what your look should. Uh, I was be. gonna ask if there were girls, but I know they're gays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. oh. From that information, I can deduct that they are terrible gay men, <laughs> and we <laughs> wish them all the happiness. But yes, you of are course, correct. Of course. So, did you grow up in Atlanta? I grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. And how, how was that? Did you have a good time? Yeah. I, I grew up in like a community that was very, it was like safe and like uh very suburban and like boring and cookie cutter and like, like growing up there, like I'm thankful that like that was where I grew up, but you know, it also was very um, sanitized, uh, subtly racist, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't have, I can't have regrets. It's not like I control that environment, but um, ultimately I made do and uh, you know, it was, it was fine. <laughs> I don't like to go back to the suburbs and hang out, but Fair. I, um, yeah, it's, it's fine. And during that time, when did you realize you were hilarious? Oh my God. That's so nice. I think that, I think I don't, you know, I think it was like, uh, I, so I'm a gay kid that like, I didn't know I was gay. Other people told me I was gay. And then I like, you know, was gay. Like, you know, I was just like a very effeminate and like, like, you know, wild kid. And so I think it was another thing like that where like people like told me I was funny. And then I like picked up on it and was like, oh, um, I like that about myself. And I feel like I've always been that way. And then I think in middle school, like I became very self-conscious and was like, oh, like, I don't know if I am funny. And I feel like I became very um, introverted for a second because I was like very insecure about my sexuality and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I was just funny. I don't know. I'm funny looking and I feel like that just like helps. You are very attractive and Aww, also thanks. and also funny looking, <laughs> but they don't have to be separate. Um <laughs> No, I think that happens a lot. I think people find out if they're funny or not in middle school, um, mostly because middle schoolers are mean and they'll just tell you. Yeah, I think a lot of my like funny funniness came from just like I I am I I don't know why, but I think you know I attribute a lot to my parents just being like supportive and stuff, being like, oh, you want to go do community theater? Great, like we're gonna let you do it, and like just having this like delusional confidence and being loud, and then just like you know. L- you know, whatever I said, like, I just didn't care. And I feel like I, you know, I was younger. I just like, I had no qualms about being who I was and being authentically myself. Cause I was just like, I really don't care. And I'm lucky that I was able to, to like have that. Cause I know that that's something that hard, that takes people time. Yeah. It's like a very special quality to recognize in yourself early. I mean, to recognize in yourself at any age, but like, especially while developing, I think that's really cool. But thanks. But I feel like that goes hand in hand with comedy, right? It's like you have to be able to fail, not care what people think about you, do what you think is funny and not not give a fuck. And so 
you know, that helped. I also was like a child actor. And so like going on auditions as like a youth and like being constantly told no, I I think that that just kind of like helped me Mm. get like a delusional confidence and be okay with rejection. It is funny as I have been venturing out into stand-up spaces, um, the, the people that haven't had that haven't had like an audition type lifestyle have just like a Mm -hmm. different energy about sharing what they've created than like other people who have been in that situation where it's like yeah there's like a million no's so like if it's if that joke didn't land like it will not ruin my life uh (laughs) I will just yeah do something else and also I feel like especially like that kind of stuff like and I feel like I have to constantly remind myself and this is something that I've learned from other people it's like people don't remember your fails they remember your wins and it's like that has carried me so much because I get you know self-conscious sometimes about like my you know material I'm putting out or random things like that but I have to remind myself that like it's it's all about the craft of like failing to get to a win and then people remember the good things like I I and I always think about social media like social media videos it's like I can't think of one social media video that I thought was like bad or like not funny I only think about the good ones right because we see so many that if it is bad I will just see something else right and you forget instantly yeah and so that also like empowers me to like just do whatever Speaking of the social media of it all, so I was taking a deep dive into the things that are on the internet um, that you have made. I I love the characters that you create. I think they're very fun. And oh, thanks. Did that come from just being a kid that loved theater and then they kind of like meet? Yeah, it definitely, it definitely did. I feel like I'm always someone who's like doing like voices and things like that. And then I start, thought that improv was my like my thing. And so like I like, you know, took classes at UCB and like was very into improv and like trying to get on like an improv team and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until my friend Griffin Leeds, I don't know if you know Griffin, but he's like a New York comic and he was like and he was like, Nathan, you always like gravitate towards doing characters and improv and always doing like people who aren't yourself he's like you should start writing (laughs) like you need to like start like writing these characters down and like start like you know look into like doing more sketch comedy and stuff like that not that I wasn't like not that he he wasn't like dissuading me from improv but he's like you need to like explore that and I think that was like it was nice affirmation to be like oh yeah like that is something I like to do and something that you know I'm good at and so yeah that's like how I ended up there and then what was it like (laughs) I mean I don't know if you had a government shutdown last year, but I did. And mm-hmm. uh, what was it like taking those characters you've created to be performed in front of people and putting them to video in online form? Was that different for you? Yeah, I think it was, It the, the lens changed, right? So it was like, how can I create characters that authentically make sense in this visual medium? So it's like, oh, like how am I, perceiving like I made characters that are like zoom based characters like characters who would be on zoom or like you know characters on FaceTime like things like that so just like changing the environment I also think like it uh, yeah it, it was it was definitely weird but it was a way to like you know retool and become creative and I feel fortunate that I was someone who found it as like an opportunity to explore other things because I you know I have friends who like were like I don't feel creative and I don't want to put anything out and I was like um, you know, I feel for that. So for me, it was just more just like, I don't know, I, instead of shutting down, I was like, I still need to find a way to like, do something stupid. <laughs> At all costs. Do something mm-hmm. stupid. No, I like I love that. It It's just like such a strange moment for I think all creatives. And 
literally being told to become your own video producer, audio engineer, uh, content creator in a way that like maybe that wasn't what you wanted to do or what your original intention was but um totally and uh, yeah I mean I had I, I had like a huge not huge I had like a character show planned that it was supposed to happen like two weeks before lockdown I was so excited about it and like I hope to like still do that character show that I have a concept for but you know things happen in a different way and I mean I started a podcast during the pandemic and that's like been really like uh, on my book successful and so like that's been like another way to express myself and so that's been like really fun so it was just like figuring out new things to do what's your favorite thing about hosting a podcast <laughs> uh honestly so I host a podcast as you know well where I interview queer comedians and it's all people that I really like and genuinely like I I'm a lover of comedy and I love hearing about people and how they create comedy and so it's meeting people it's like oh like I I've like you know created a a place where like I have a podcast that I think people respect and so like when I get to sit down with like Joel Kim Booster for an hour and be like Joel like tell me like how does your mind tick like how did you create this joke like that's candy to me it's it's being able to talk to people who I look up to and who I think are like actually doing game-changing things um uh, yeah it's 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 interacting with those people that I look up to yeah I just like spending an hour talking to someone about who they are yeah and you you're doing it and you you do it very well here I am oh thank you thank you so much uh Joel (laughs) Joel and I went to college together really I mean is that Illinois right Mm -hmm. yeah is that where'd you go Champaign we uh near Champaign Decatur Illinois we went to Milliken University Whoa! Yeah. Like same same timing. Uh, I was a freshman when he was graduating. Did you like see him on campus? Yes. Was he like gay, fake gay famous yet or no? Uh, he was writing. He wasn't gay famous yet, but he was famous on campus because I think he was like one of maybe like three people who were writing plays. Oh, and I meant gay famous in that like was he famous among the gays on your campus? Oh yes, um, there were like twelve gays on the campus, so I think everyone was kind of famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joel, Joel and I like he we found I found out that we had the same barber when he used to live in New York City, and so my barber loves to um barber room three hundred six in Williamsburg. Shout out, shout out. Uh, Shout out to Joey. Um, yeah, we would. He would tell me about like Joel getting his haircut, and I would just be like, "Oh my god, this is weird." Do you like talking when you get your haircut? So my barber is like this like um, really funny uh, Russian man mm. named Joey Siberian, and he always wants he like collects Johnny Walker, and he's always trying to give me a shot, and like he loves to like he just like loves to talk to me about like comedy and like his ideas and his ideas about my comedy and so for me I think it's fun normally I would say no but I love him dearly and so yes I don't mind spending time with him so specific barber Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah like if I went to like some random barber here in Georgia I would be like this is awkward as fuck like please don't talk to me do not I'm just kidding (laughs) I am I am gay famous do not talk to me no 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 (laughs) I I am just like not I, I, I am not a small talk person, um, and I have delightfully found a very hot, pretty silent barber to cut my hair over the past couple months, and so that's been heaven oh, wow. for me. Yeah. 
See, I have like small talk face, which I'm coining. It's very, it's very similar to gay face. I feel like people are just like, oh, this person is like down to like talk about the weather with me. And unfortunately I do. And I, I obliged and I, I, I do it. You know, you can't give in. You can't give in to what mm-hmm. the people want at all times. I know. I, 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 I just do. I can't help it. <laughs> okay, Nathan, you are a creator, a character, actress, a lover of Broadway, specifically on vinyl. And I just have to know, why are you like this? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Yeah, I, I I think that like it's attributed to everything you just said and like my weird upbringing. It's like it it sounds like so I my answer to this was going to be like Broadway before you asked me what I listened to growing up, but it really is like it it really is that like, you know, the Broadway that I listened to growing up. Like that's why I'm like this. Like it was a way for me to connect with my parents. Um uh, you know, having, being able to like sing show tunes loudly wherever I went, uh, discovering new musicals, like falling in love with the craft of it. Like, that's why, you know, I'm like this on like, you know, on like a very brief way. I'm obviously I'm, I'm like this because, you know, I was an Asian kid in the South growing up and like uh, gay as hell. So like, <laughs> that's also why I'm like this, but I would attribute musicals to it. Like, it's just, um, theatrics like characters like being someone who's like confident someone who's like hopelessly romantic uh someone who loves camp and all of those things i think are attributed to me loving theater the theater were you did you do theater or were you just a fan oh yeah i did theater okay. too so like i grew up doing theater and all of that kind of stuff and it's still like i say to this day like my my favorite thing in the world, like no, like the best feeling in the world is sitting in a Broadway theater and watching a show. And I 
yeah, I like that. That is the best feeling. Uh, Leah Michelle, who is um, famously my icon, my, my dream girl, my celebrity. <laughs> I want to marry her and have kids. Um, she, I think on the actor studio, she said like, they ask like what your favorite sound is. And she said like the bloop when they scan your ticket at a Broadway theater. And I like that connected with me so hard. I was just like, yes, like that is what I want. I mean, I remember during the pandemic, like I cried for like one full day thinking about like theater and like how like it's not happening. <laughs> and like, that is, yeah, that's just like what I really love. Yeah, I I already was a person who will tear up at an opening number, like, mm-hmm. no matter what. Because uh, there's just, there are so many people working together to make one thing during an opening number. Like, totally. That's magic in itself. And um, I know the moment I'm actually in the Broadway theater again, seeing something, I will just be a wreck. I know. Did you did you watch Schmigadoon? I haven't finished Schmigadoon. I'm only two in. Okay, three. do you like it? I like it. I think it's cool. You I don't think... like it. <laughs> I don't. I I'm mean, like, I have you like finished. it. I, I like it. Um, I mean, I guess I don't l- love it in the way that I haven't finished it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think what they are attempting to do is very cool. Uh huh. Um, filming see, I, in that way. See, and <laughs> I really like it because, like, those were the th- those were like the the like the music man the king and i like those were like the musicals that i like grew up on and so that's why i like i really love like those like you know 60s and 70s musicals i appreciate them they were all like learned <laughs> they were like learned <laughs> things for me because again like yeah, 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 yeah. the first musical that i was like oh yeah was rent got it so when you go backwards yeah i went to school for musical theater so then i like got went it, backwards got it, got it, got it. Right. and then most of my schooling for that was like you can look at these pieces, but like, they're not for you. You do not need to learn this material because you will not be wow. in them. Wow. <laughs> super great. Super progressive. Um, I mean, true. <laughs> yeah. Not know. true though. You could be in them. <laughs> I can be in anything I want to be in, but you know, they don't have the same like joy. For I me. hear you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say the hello. Dolly revival was one of the best things I've ever seen though. So who do, who, who is Dolly? Uh, Donna Murphy. Oh, wow. I saw it with Bernadette. Oof. I still think they did Donna like so dirty by being like $30 tickets on Tuesdays because of Donna. I mean, that is the sad game that is Broadway. And the sad game when you're not Bette Midler. When you're not Bette Midler, but you're still Donna Murphy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what like movies were you watching as a youth? Sure. Yeah. My, I loved uh, David Bowie in the labyrinth. That's like a very formative movie for me um, because my sister loved that movie. And so we would watch it together. So that was like very formative for me in my youth. Have, are, you, are you familiar? It scared me as a kid. So I've seen it once. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is scary. The goblins in the closet are really scary, scary. but yeah, that was my, that was my movie of choice. I also obviously loved you know all like the disney stuff when growing up like i i I loved hercules so much but that was like one of the one vhs's we didn't own so but my next born neighbor did and so i would go over there and watch it with her i my favorite was hunchback of notre dame and still is that's bold of you to say i feel like that is a you're in the minority maybe very for sure but i also know (laughs) that like my mormon friends growing up weren't allowed to watch it with me hmm 
because hunchbacks are famously not allowed in the church of latter-day saints yes um specifically Mm -hmm. ones named quasimodo it's just too many syllables to go into the mormon Mm -hmm, church mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) but i like didn't know why until a long time later because i guess the hellfire scene was too graphic for them where i don't remember what's what's the hellfire scene it's like the the song where the the priest who's the bad guy is like i will either have sex with esmeralda or i will kill her it's literally the song i don't remember but that's that's a powerful song yeah so i mean i guess maybe a child shouldn't have been watching that but i grew up Mm -hmm. fine i think (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh what were some highlights of your theatrical career yeah, I mean, I got to play Prince Chulalongkorn in The King and I in community theater, which was huge for me because I grew up watching The the King and I. And so that was really exciting for me to do that. I, I've been in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat three times, which is, I want to die thinking about it. But the first time I was in it was in like the, like the national tour, they would like recast the course of kids in every city and so I was like in the national tour in Atlanta and so that was like really exciting because that was like a really big professional theater setting oh you're like a professional actor no (laughs) and then I was in the sound of music and I played Kurt and I was the only Asian in this white family (laughs) and so like that's funny um I love I I love that because they look back at the pictures and it's like all this whole white family and then me as Kurt I'm Kurt I'm 11 almost still off book still ready to go so ready to go. I'm ready. Uh, with your extended time out of the city, do you think you're coming back? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely yeah. coming back. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's like I, I'm saving rent money. So, like, I'm, like, thriving off that right now. Um, and then, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to come back. I, I don't know when exactly. But, yeah, I'm, def- I, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to come back. I just know so many people who, like, for the first time since they moved here when they were like in their early twenties took time out of the city and are just like, nah. And I had done that the year before I had taken a little mental health break and went back to my parents and then moved back on January, 2020. And then was oh, like, gosh. yeah, I guess I'm staying. Um, but I found leaving and coming back to be really affirming because I really had to like, see if I st- actually like new york or if i had just like convinced myself i liked it out of opportunity well i think the only option for people like us is like la so it's like and i don't i don't i'm not ready to go to la no i don't want to park a car i hate driving it's like the act of driving is fine for me it's literally parking it yeah i hear that i'm i yeah i just i despise driving but no i mean new york is there's such a like really great comedy community there and I I love it so much. What are you most excited to eat when you come back? Um probably like Kings County Imperial or like Winsun. <laughs> like all like the good Asian food. It's not not pop it's not popping in Atlanta. It's fine, but it's not as like diverse and like great. That's fair. Yeah. That's where I'm at. (laughs) Well, Nathan, as we are winding down, I ask this of all of my guests. Do you have any questions for me? Oh, my God. What do people normally ask you? Um, The number one question is, why am I like this? 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm not gonna ask that. I'm gonna ask you what I ask every guest on my podcast. Do it. Secure you the are... gag. At the end of every podcast, I ask people who is the funniest person that you follow. Um, the funniest person I follow, uh, definitely Anthony Smith, who is like not even a comedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just, who? Tell me. He just has this brain. Let me pull up his Twitter handle just to get him a true shout out. But he has this brain that truly works singularly. Um, every tweet is a win to me. And if anybody wants to find him, his Twitter handle will be up soon. Um, but I just think he's hilarious. And the fact that he could easily be a full-time comedian and just like chooses not to is also kind of badass. What's the number one answer on your pod for that question? Patty Harrison. Ah, uh, solid choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is the funniest person. I've, like, truly, I think she's the funniest person alive. Uh, beyond. Just mm-hmm. any any piece of content with her on it, I think, is gold and elevated just by her simply being there. And I think that's I great. agree. I agree. Um, if you want to see the deranged tweets of Anthony Smith, please follow him at Anthony B.L. Smith. You'll have a great time. I'm going to look him up. He's great. Well, Nathan, this has been so nice. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed chatting with you, especially since we've started working together through a digital space. So it's nice to get to know each other a little bit more. Yes, I am. I am so appreciative uh, of being on this pod, of having you on the Secure the Gag team. I'm very thankful. And yeah, I'm excited for us to hang when I get to New York. Me too. Where can the children find you? Sure, yeah. We mentioned you can listen to my podcast, Secure the Gag, wherever you listen to podcasts. Secure the Gag is also my handle on TikTok. So follow the girl on TikTok. And you can follow me everywhere else at Nathan K. Pearson. Perfect. Well, Nathan, thank you again. And until next time, y'all, bye. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.